Alright, so everybody, welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am joined here by Mr. Sue, and we are at Childerberg, so you can probably hear everybody in the background. Um, so, fair warning, I am already... Mm, I can't tell. Six scotches in, so... Can't even tell. Let's be prepared. If that, if that asshole shows up from South Carolina, I'm in trouble. <laughs> that asshole from Peaceful Treason! <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be giving each other shots. grab ass over there. Yeah, what? Of course. <laughs> Mr. Sue, how's it going, buddy? Oh, dude, it's going. Thanks for... Awesome. I like this rig. Uh, it's very Joe Rogan-esque if Joe Rogan was at the lake. Actually, if Joe Rogan was at the lake, he'd probably be on like a touristy boat. Yeah. And he had the setup. Probably the same setup that he has in his little um, uh, sex dungeon that he does his show on the regular. But <laughs> um, other than that, no, dude, this is great. I'm a little hot. I was in the bathroom. I was looking in the mirror. And God damn it, my shoulders are red. So that is not a good sign. Yeah. I usually tan pretty fairly. Like, if you look at pictures of me in, like, seventh grade. I'm not seventh grade. Uh, first grade. I, I said seven because I was seven in first grade. But, like, it, it's funny because I'm, I'm a white guy, right? But yep. I'm a little Italian. And if you look at the picture, I'm like, of all of the white kids because I was in, like, uh, Washington, so, of all, all the white kids, I have a little bit of Italian, and so I'm still, like, the darkest one there. So, it's kind of funny. So, I wasn't expecting to, like, get burnt as much as I was. But, hey, <laughs> that's what you get when you don't wear sunscreen, kids. So, wear sunscreen. Yes, exactly. I'm a quarter Sicilian myself, and uh, I had to spray in a liberal amount of uh, sunscreen to make sure that this uh, ginger perfection didn't go up in flames today. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, uh, do you, Okay. Speaking of gingers, I've been listening to uh, For a New Liberty, the manifesto, the Libertarian Manifesto by n- none other than Murray and Rothbard. Yep. And it's hilarious how I think he's talking about personal freedom or personal liberty, but he uses a joke. Uh, not not a joke. It's a joke to me. But I think he's very, like, tongue-in-cheek as he's writing. Yeah. But um, I really want to pull up my computer and show you like what I copy paste but he uses a joke of like uh, I can't remember I think it was the chapter 4 on individual liberty I think that that's the chapter but he like uses an example of like free association right? and it's talking about uh, like how racism wouldn't work or something don't quote me on this please don't quote me on this but I just think it's hilarious how he uses like um, take Everyone was against like the redheaded community, <laughs> and they disassociated them from from each other, and they right. they decided to not do business and transact with them at this like hair salon. But uh, whatever example you use, but it was hilarious how he basically just like picked on gingers <laughs> for like three paragraphs. I'm like, God <laughs> damn it! Why did this man had to go at 69 years old like too soon? Yeah, for us uh, redheads, we call that gingist. So, yeah, gingers. I like that. It almost <laughs> sounds like ninja. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, there's always that uh, that funny picture of the uh, South Korean guy who's got like an American uh, mom, and he's got red hair but very Korean features. So we always call him the ginger ninja. Nice. <laughs> that made me think of the. I think it's the last episode of King of the Hill, where it, Bobby, where Hank goes to. Uh, to Japan for some reason. I haven't seen the episode. I've only seen like highlights on YouTube. But he finds out that he has like a twin brother that's Japanese because his dad oh, nice. was just feral as fuck after. <laughs> I can swear on the show, right? Yeah. Um, the okay. uh, King of the Hill 
uh, if you're doing the doppelganger thing, so like my last name is like the Smith of the Philippines. And so we always thought that grandpa... What's your last name or do you not want to dox yourself? I, I've accidentally doxed myself all the time. Okay. It's, it's Hyler. But uh, there's a lot of Hylers in, in the Philippines. So we always thought that grandpa was like setting up franchises during World War II. But it turns out, no, that that spelling of the name is actually kind of like the Filipino Smith. So I get like a lot of friend requests on Facebook and stuff from all these Hylers that are very Filipino and everything, but they think that we're related somehow. And I, I, I always chuckle every time I see one. I was like, no, we're not related. You're just, it's just a coincidence. At least you know that they're authentic, actual people. See, I only right. have a Facebook for, um, for, uh, cause I'm, my name is Sue. Yeah. Uh, pseudo Um, but I only have it because I joined the lines of Liberty pride. Yeah. But now I, I keep, every time I get on the, the fuck face, <laughs> I see like 12 new friend requests and I don't know if they're bots or if they are legitimately like foreigners who yeah. are living under like an authoritarian like state and they're into this liberty stuff, and then they found my show. So I don't know if I should, like, friend them or just ignore them and report it as spam. So I feel really bad, and I'm like, kind of stuck in the middle because I've already accepted a few, but I've also, like, deleted a few. Yeah. So I don't know what to do about that. Like, do you think it's normal? I mean, are you friends with people on Facebook that have, like, different, like, foreign-ish names? Yeah, I've got about... Um almost 400 Facebook friends. And I know probably a few of them are either sock puppet accounts or uh, bot accounts. But typically my rule of thumb is if it's a hot model that has got some kind of like regular Western sounding name. That's true. Yeah. Then I'm going to figure it's a bot and I'm just going to delete the friend request. Um, Cause there's a lot of people from uh, Africa that are going to try and spam you for money and everything. Africa and, you said. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, the, uh, you know, the, the Nigerian prince type stuff, but they've moved on to, oh, no, I'm a, this hot lady, and I'm going to want you to get me a uh, Walmart gift card in this amount, which I'm going to later cash in for something else. But, yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll be a little bit more judicious about who I'm accepting as a friend request. And lately on Facebook, if you're sending me a fr friend request, I'm really going to go scroll through your account to see what you've been posting before I will hit confirm. So just be aware for that. Yeah, some of it's very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess generic when you're scrolling through yeah. those fees on yeah. those profiles. Like, they're they're not retweets or they're shares or something very mainstream. Or I, I, It's hard to tell. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Because some of it in my soul is coming from, like, a sentimental view. Like, maybe these really are people looking for, like, liberty or whatever. Yeah. And they just are foreigners under, like, uh, very authoritative... Uh, society so i don't know but i always try to check like the mutual friend option yeah and as long as i see like sal mayweather or, or someone i know is in like the, the pride group then i'm like okay this is this is fine yeah but it, i don't know it's always a crapshoot and sometimes it's pretty apparent because as soon as i'll accept the friend request because i couldn't determine one way or the other if they're a bot or something else and then they instantly send me an instant message Hello, how are you today? And you can always tell that the, and English, the grammar's off. And yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Fuck that. English is not exactly their first Delete, language. Mark yeah. the spam. I was like, okay, uh, unfriend, <laughs> unfollow, yeah. whatever it is. Facebook Marketplace is a great way to sell shit, though, for sure. As much as I will just 
throw a ton of shit on Mark Zuckerberg. I can't argue with the ad algorithm because if I'm going to post an ad for my show uh, or get something sold on Marketplace, I know that it's going to get to the eyeballs that I want to see it. So I can't shit on them too Does much. Does it for that. really? Because yeah, little fun fact: I actually used to work for uh, Facebook. It was like contracted stuff. So okay, it was like a third party thing that contracted me to do work for Facebook. Facebook was the right. client in this case, but I was actually it was my first sales job inside sales. And what we would sell, or what I would sell, is that as a Facebook marketing expert, I would sell them basically the strategies of how to uh, use the tools and. Um, your uh, ads manager, like the behind-the-scenes scary stuff, if you go to your page, whatever that you're running right. for your podcast or whatever small business you have, you have you can boost a post or you can use your ads manager. Now, yeah. the boost your post, you just you know, drop 15, 20 bucks, and you hope for the best. They used to right. work very well, but they always update the algorithm to you know, fuck you over or whatever yeah. because yeah, fake yeah, news yeah. and you know, uh, big think tank establishment... You know, we wish Hillary was president, whatever yeah, exactly. operation Zuckerberg wanted to run. Uh, basically, you know, boosting for 20 bucks used to get you a lot of traction. But right. uh, my question is to you, like, I don't think that is so much more the case. And I think it's a lot harder because really a lot of the conversations I had dealing with clients on a day-to-day basis is that I would actually show them how to use your ads manager. Because other than just boosting posts, what you would do is that you would take the data that you already have accumulated over time, whether it's like, you know, you have this many people that like your page or you have this client list, like an email list. Yeah. And you can make certain like custom look like audiences off of that. Uh, so basically my job was to take what they already have accrued over time and best uh, find find the best strategy to optimize that. Yeah. Um, but have you, for the most part, just found success in like boosting for fifteen or twenty twenty dollars for an ad, or like? Uh, I'm kind of surprised that that is the case, and you've found success with that. Yeah, recently I boosted a post for my Teespring.com store, uh-huh. and uh, it got a whole bunch of link clicks, and then maybe a couple of sales from that. And so I kind of understand how, you know, hashtags and tag words and everything work. Um, So I kind of view it as, okay, well, I guess I paid 15 bucks for a couple of people to buy a shirt or a coffee mug or something. Um, So, yeah, it's kind of a wash. Like how long? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't really see it as a win. More as Like how long ago was that that you boosted it? It might have been in like about a month or a month okay. or two ago. That's so. very odd because sometimes yeah. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Maybe it's yeah. kind of like the first time you do it, it's like an initiation and they like pride you and like they make it yeah. work. And then the next time you do it, they might like fuck you because of like algorithm rhythms. Yeah. So I the mean, algorithm reasons. Yeah. So I don't the, know. So the image I chose from the store was my uh, don't hurt people, don't take their stuff with the voluntarious V on the front. Nice. It got a lot of likes and people commenting on the post and everything. And it was about. I don't know, about 100 link clicks, which is, what, I guess, what I'm really looking for. But out yeah. of that, I sold uh, a coffee mug and a T-shirt. So, I don't know. I guess for the money spent, I got about that much in return. So, I kind of view it just as a break-even type of wash type of thing. Interesting. So, yeah. Yeah, they're always fucking with the algorithm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Didn't mean to get too in the weeds on that. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, no, about? it's okay. Well, you know, we're here at Childerberg, and we have an entire group of people hanging out under a tree. We've talked about everything from, you know, Nazi uh, uh, motorcycle gangs to <laughs> just about a little bit of everything. So I, I think this is a, a, a great uh, gathering of, uh, of liberty-minded people. 
Um, it's kind of a shame that Scott Horton couldn't be here, but um, at the same time, I mean, I'm getting to put names to faces and and everything else. I'm having a great time. I don't, it, and you know, we've got this beautiful lake off the off the side. You've went and swam in it already. I haven't swam in it yet, so you know, I just think it's a lake. Yeah, it's a lake. <laughs> That's all I can really say. You'll was, get in, you'll get wet, and you'll get out. Yeah, warm water, cold water. What was going on there? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh it was cool it was refreshing and of course the deeper the water the colder it gets exactly as exactly. i learned from the magic school bus <laughs> and also life damn it mrs frizzle for <laughs> shizzle my nizzle miss frizzle there mm. that that's the one there we go and we're a few drinks in so trying to come up with that alliteration right off the cuff is uh, is going to be a are challenge. you accusing me of being drunk eric i am not accusing you of anything sir good because that would be aggressive <laughs> how dare you <laughs> i body my property i can be as fucking drunk as i want yeah exactly exactly i'm a, a few scotches in or whiskeys in and whiskey yeah whiskey because i'm a white person Do you have any dire questions for me dire sure questions okay so pseudo lectual because you notice how i said that correctly and then good for you <laughs> you've been listening to the show i yeah. appreciate that exactly i am one of the 6.9 kooks that listen Oh my god, I love you. <laughs> love you so much. Yes, exactly. And so uh, the the one thing I love about your podcast is it's a uh, very stream of consciousness, and I appreciate that because a lot of you think because yeah. I actually do a lot of planning. You do a lot so of planning. So I'm slightly insulted. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Oh no. <laughs> I mean, I do a lot of planning, but I like that. That's kind of like what podcasting is. It's supposed to be like a stream of consciousness. Yeah. So you kind of uh, got everything as like a guide to go over. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm going to stick with this topic and I may meander a little bit. Well, inside baseball, sometimes back. I read shit like word for word as it is, especially with the recent Ron Paul series. Exactly. I've done my fair share of that where I'm just going to read the article as it is and then I'm going to interject my little commentary in between. Shout out to that. Jason Diss from antiwar.com, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's because all, articles are so short and concise, and short and to the point. God, damn. that's what we—that's what we're lacking the, these days. I think. Yeah, just short so. and to the point. By the way, anyone that listens to this uh, podcast, you need to read antiwar.com every single fucking day. Yes, libertarianinstitute.org. Antiwar.com, that, that should be just like But your if favorite. you can't read a full article from Libertarian Institute, which, by the way, I have an uh, article there published, so oh, you can go check that out. Yes. It's um, Revelations on uh, Ron Paul's Manifesto, Why Taxation is Theft. But uh, Jason Ditz does a fabulous job on what is happening in the world, especially in the Middle East, and yeah. the failures of the American Empire. And those are very short and concise right. articles of day-to-day, certain topics of certain countries. So... Um, read antiwar.com every single fucking day if you know what's good for you. That's By the right. way, I didn't mean to put any aggression behind that statement. I love you all. But please, if you know what's best, read antiwar.com. Thank no, you. We, we are a podcast that says fuck. And we say fuck, fuck. quite a lot. Fuck. <laughs> now, all the grandmas that are listening have turned it off because we said the F word too many times. I'm not really worried about that. There is a yeah. child under the age of four, I want to say. But I yeah. think she might be sleeping by now anyway. yeah 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 uh I, I think she's actually been running around but she's not listening to us whatever uh yeah not to, not to whatsoever uh, it's nothing more than my two-year-old hasn't already heard so awesome <laughs> and uh like i was saying my two-year-old what does that say about you as a parent though mm. i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm still kidding. doesn't say a lot i mean i just talk the way i'm gonna talk and the kids are gonna either gonna pick up on it or they're not so 
The one I really worry about is my 10-year-old because he repeats a lot of stuff because he won't admit it to me, but he likes to emulate my behavior. Yeah. And so I have to be very cognizant of how I'm acting and interacting with other adults around him because I don't want him ending up kind of the psychological mess that I am. <laughs> and Mr. Sue is dumbfounded. He doesn't know what to make of that last statement. He's just looking at me. No, I'm just... Just chilling, man. <laughs> Just chilling. Uh, which I'm is here to answer your questions. Here to answer my questions. Okay. All right. So back to the subject, uh, Mr. Sue. So you record a lot of podcasts on your car. Now, <laughs> a lot of people have not as much as lately. Yeah. So a lot of people will say, "Oh, you're recording a podcast in your car. That's not very cool." It's like I think it's pretty fucking cool, and I get great sound quality. So what's exactly the deal? my point. See, my first few Who podcasts... Who says it's not cool? Yeah. I, no, seriously. Have you heard people say it's not cool? Uh, I've heard a couple of people say, what do you mean you recorded in your car? Isn't that a little, you know... Yeah, because yeah. I I get away from the AC that turns off and on in my house right. or my apartment, and then I don't have to deal with the noise that my roommates make, and I also and because, you know, have to feel self-conscious about them not agreeing with my points of view. Yeah, well, the other thing with me was, you know, I was part-time driving for Uber, so the only time I would have to record a podcast was be in my car, which is really soundproofed from the rest of the world, so it actually made quite the excellent recording studio. And so I don't really shit on it too much, but I, you hear some people say, oh, you really did that? I was like, yeah, I really did that. I had a little uh, lapel mic that I would plug into my phone and I would just record. And by the way, speaking of barriers to entry, podcast, it's stupid. Stupid easy. You could start one literally tomorrow if you just turn on your phone. So, yeah, yeah. So I don't get the the, the hate from it. So I, I guess people like expect the Joe Rogan experience with the studio and the young Jamie in the corner pulling up stuff on Google for the for the YouTube video and everything. Pull that shit up, Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shout out to young Jamie. Uh, it's like all that stuff will happen, you know, tomorrow or ten years from now, whatever it's going to be. And you and you just heard me hit my mic, so it's all good. So trying to pick up on what other people are talking about. What do you think they're all talking about over there? I don't know, nor do I care. <laughs> yeah, so while you guys were gone uh, swimming in the lake, uh, we were sitting back here talking about the Aryan Brotherhood and motorcycle clubs and gang Why? activity, and it was a, it was, it was great. And I think a couple of people were like, kind of looking at themselves, was like, I led a sheltered childhood. I didn't, wasn't aware of all the stuff that was going on around me that I wasn't noticing. <laughs> Is that common in the places of the world? It, it must be common enough because I've had an interesting childhood. You know, like one part of my family was in the mob. Yeah, what's up, Peaceful Treason? <laughs> He's like, yeah, looking back at us. I'm doing a podcast. Yeah, we're recording right now. Thumbs up. That's all I'm going to get. Thumbs up. Isn't this racist now? The thumbs up? We'll have to check with 4chan. Oh, no, it's this, right? Yeah. I don't know. The OK Whatever. symbol, that's, that's racist. <laughs> All right, now, if you're going to put... No, that means that you get to punch me now. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Only if it's down by your pocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because... 
Yeah. So if you're going to put the, the OK symbol and then uh, proceed to put your finger through it, that's got to be super racist. Super racist. Super racist. Cool. <laughs> Yo, okay, so you, uh, I, I listened to your episode with Chloe Ag- Anagnos. Anagnos, yes. Did I say that right? Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Um, but I learned that you used to give tattoos. I didn't give any tattoos. I've got a couple of tattoos myself, and I've spent a lot of time around tattoo. Why is that? Were you doing heroin to them? (laughs) No, I wasn't dealing the heroin to them. Okay. Um, I worked at Kinko's, so a lot of times I would trade for artwork, and uh, they would get their flash tattoos uh, uh, copied and put into books and everything, and I would bind the books for them. So the tattoos that I have have all been free. I haven't paid any money for them. Cool. So. Now, where are your tattoos and what are they? Okay, so uh, I'm going to show Mr. Sue here. This one. Oh, that is a tattoo. Yeah, this is a uh, Celtic knot. And oh. uh, I basically, I fell asleep while the guy was tattooing me. I don't think you're supposed to do that. Yeah. And up until he got to the inside of the arm here, which woke me up because it fucking hurt. And uh, he took a picture of me while I was asleep in his tattoo chair. So it didn't hurt at all? Not like on the, up until then? Yeah, not on the outside of it until I got to the inside part of the arm. Interesting. And then once it got in there, then I was Is that where uh, it was, like, less uh, skin in the way and it got more close to the muscle? Yeah, so, like, the inside parts of your body. So think, uh, like, on the side of your ribs, on the inside of your thighs, inside of your arms and stuff. Just where, like, fat isn't, like, the the fat skin right. barrier uh, gets thinner so you that's when th- it starts to hurt. So you got to think if you ball yourself up into the fetal position to prevent damage from you, if, if you're getting attacked... All of that skin that's being covered up, that's where it's going to hurt the most because there's more nerve endings there. Yeah. And so when he got to that inside part of the arm, I had to wake up. But he took a picture of me, and he actually used me as advertising to show that it didn't actually hurt. And so I got that tattoo for free. My other one is a uh, Celtic cross here on my left arm. And uh, I traded that guy for Kinko's copies for a year. Very cool. <laughs> to, to get that one. So what's so. your connection with Celt? The, the, the Celtics. Uh, I am a quarter Scottish. Okay. So I'm a one quarter Scott, one quarter Sicilian, and half German. Are Celtics German. both Scottish and Irish? Yeah. Or not so, Irish at all? Yeah, the Celts were kind of all over the place, but primarily they were in Scotland and Ireland. Cool. So, but uh, that's my connection to that. Uh, otherwise, I'm a quarter Sicilian and a quarter and half German. So. Very neat. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty much white. <laughs> I know there's a deep, 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 dark blue spot. If you do 23 and Me, like the deepest, darkest blue is like what you most affiliate with. Yeah. And there's a part in Italy uh, that's that. And then everything else is like a wash of just Europeanness. Yeah. I'm basically yeah. everything but African, Asian, and Mexican. Yeah. I'm um, pretty sure if I took one of those 23andMe or the Ancestry.com thing, uh, because I'm a quarter Sicilian, I'm pretty sure African or Greek or some other thing would show up. So. Just because of the history that's there. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense totally. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I did have a story to tell. So okay, when go for you it. had a car camp it on. Car camp it. Who's also here at Childeberg? He is, of yeah. course. Um, but you guys, I, this is where I tell my story that I was telling you about over uh, Messenger. Yeah. You kind of come up with the uh, cheap whiskey. The that ch- was sold in, like, whiskey. plastic or something. Yeah, the cheapest whiskey I could come up with was Jack Daniels because that was probably the cheapest I had Now, how ever much paid. is that? Uh, I mean, for a 750 milliliter bottle, I mean, you're looking at maybe 15 to $18. All right, okay, so there's a thing called Kentucky Deluxe that's 12.50 in a plastic <laughs> bottle. Now, 
Kentucky Deluxe, it sounds like a cheap whiskey. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so we're going to take a stroll down memory lane when yeah. Sue was 17 and going to prom. Oh, wait, well, wait, 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 wait. You were 17 and not 21? Yeah, I was drinking underage. What the fuck are you going to do? Oh, okay. Go ahead. Yep. I was underage drinking. I'm not condoning it. I'm not saying it's okay. Yeah. But people do it. Yep. Because uh, why are there laws about alcohol to begin with? Exactly. It's about self-ownership, so fucking put whatever into your body you want. Exactly. We can get into that a little more if you want, because I'm not about drugs. Yeah. Is it smart? No, but... I mean... People are going to... I think I think it... I think it, wait, what is smart? Is drinking underage smart, or doing drugs smart, or both? Either way, whatever substance you're going to put into your body... Do you, everybody... Yeah. Like, no pun intended. Like, every person's body is different... Exactly. And everyone is going to have a different reaction to whatever substance they put into themselves based on, like, their genealogy, I believe. I mean, the reason I don't think I'll smoke weed again until, like, I'm older is because until science, like, really is able to, like, you know, pull from your blood or whatever sample of DNA, they can, like, kind of match that. Right. And they'll basically be able to understand, like, this substance is going to do this to your body because of this DNA matching and whatever. So you, you can expect... It. Based off your body, you know, this is what's going to happen with the strand of whatever substance you, you know. Um, needless to say, I've had bad experiences with weed, and that's like weed's the only drug that I've really done. Unless you want to count like amphetamines like Adderall, which doesn't count because it's prescribed. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Again, you can go into another argument like why is marijuana even under Section 1 to begin with? Because it, it shouldn't. Yeah. However, I think. It, Marijuana does need to be more controlled than uh, stuff like amphetamines because, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you already have, like, an endocannabinoid system, and yes. there's already cannabinoids, like, in cannabis itself. Yes. So I think there's just a bunch more science that goes into it. So everyone is going to react to weed differently, and they're also going to act to different strains differently. But besides the point, let's get back to my drunk story of going to prom. Okay, so technically it wasn't prom. It was something called, like, senior party, whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I got really drunk at that with Kentucky Deluxe, and I mixed it with a root beer. Now, I have learned... From experience from my father, that mixing dark liquor with dark mixers is not yeah. the best for, no, like, hangover no. and just physical. Like, you want to keep it clear, like, Sprite or whatever. Exactly. So, uh, I was I was having a good old time. I how it worked is that, like, I just kind of kind of ballparked it in how much I was pouring into the bottle of root beer itself. Yep. And this is, like, you know... Before I put my tux on to go to the dance thing. Yeah. And so I was already pretty rolling. Like, I was having a nice solid buzz and everything <laughs> before the dance. And then uh, we went to Chili's before the, the dance. So, you know. Chili's, the home of bad decisions. <laughs> not just that. I mean, I don't know. Say what you want. I don't really eat out much because I'm a health nut. But, um... Basically, you're not supposed to drink hard liquor before you eat. No, 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 no. And that was a mistake. Now, I got drunk, and then went to Chili's. I had wonderful appetizer quesadillas. Quesadillas? Quesadillas, and it was fucking phenomenal. Of course it was. And then I went to the dance. 
Made it through the dance. Made it through the dance. Didn't start puking until I left the dance. <laughs> Literally, when I was walking out of the oh, facility no. is when I started feeling sick. <laughs> and it was awesome. It wasn't awesome. <laughs> but here's what happened. I puked in my ride's car. They couldn't get the smell out even after they cleaned it like five times. Oh, no, of course not. And even when they sold it on Craigslist, the smell was still in there. I'm sorry. Apologize um, whoever bought that car. Shout out to yeah, whoever man, bought that car. Yeah, shout out to whoever has Sue Barf <laughs> DNA from um, 2012. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but god damn, I, I, I don't have any regrets because the more that you just, you know, tread through the water of life, the more you develop as a person and you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. And then you really embrace self-ownership, which is really what I think libertarianism narrows down to. Yeah. But uh, going back to the story real quick. So basically, I projectile vomited on the roof of the car. I think it was a Honda Civic. And I also <laughs> vomited in my uh, friend who was driving her hair and also my date's hair and my date's dress. Yeah. And uh, it was great. And there was at some point where they had to pull over downtown to like stop at a bar and get me like a free cup of water. Yeah. And then I do slightly remember like when the, you know, downtown lights were flashing and stuff. Right. Like I was kind of like half puking, half like not puking when, with the door open on the side of the sidewalk in downtown. And I do remember a cop coming over and they're like, is this man drunk? Well, shout out to that cop for calling me a man and not a 17 year old moron. <laughs> and then they're like, oh no, he just has p- food poisoning, which I don't know. You could argue was true. You could. I had food. You could. Yeah. I had food that night. <laughs> And um, it was it was great. Okay, so, so I do I kind of like blacked out, but half like did not black out. So I do remember that it's just like flashes. And then I remember them pulling up to the side of my house, and they uh, both my date and my friend who was driving helped uh, my mom carry me to my bathroom, strip me naked, except my underwear. They're respectful that way. Yes, of course. And uh, they both put me in the shower. Yep. and showered me off. And I slept like a baby. Slept like a baby. And I woke up, and I was laughing, and my father was like, you're a dumbass. (laughs) And then I laughed myself back to sleep. And then I woke up, because as you do after you drink the night before, you're hungry, man. Yeah. You're craving a snack, right? And luckily enough, we bought Chocolate Lucky Charms. Chocolate Lucky Charms. Hell yes. (laughs) And I have myself a bowl. And it was delicious. Went back to bed, and then I threw up that bowl. (laughs) And then, of course, I repeated, rinse, wash, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah. I had another bowl, threw it up, and then uh, went back to sleep. And then, like one p.m., (laughs) I was able to down that bowl and without throwing up. (laughs) Yeah, I remember. So I got all my partying out of my system in high school, and I was pretty boring in college. I kind of went to college again and to get out, kind of thing. Yeah. Finished in three and a half years, no debt. I like to. I like to sit on that yeah, no death throne. Uh, I know a lot of people are hurting from that, but hey, man, fuck the system, fuck the Fed. You can blame that, but then you should also take self ownership for taking that loan out in the first place. Exactly. Without going too You took out the loan, you got to pay back. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, drink responsibly, and if you do drugs, hey, you can do that too. But uh, life has consequences, so exactly. learn as you go. Yeah. Uh, like I like to tell my ten uh, year old who likes to cuss out people on Fortnite, uh, yeah, the speech is free. However, you are going to pay for every word that you say. 
You are. So if you're going to call uh, other players on Fortnite the uh, faggot word, I'm going to... Faggot word? Yes, I am going to take the PlayStation away and say, no, you're not going to play anymore today. But uh, so the same thing goes with drinking. You drink too much, you're going to throw up, you're going to feel miserable. It's going to happen. Okay? By the way... That was all you. You're going to take out the student loans for $100,000 worth of theosophy and philosophy, and you're not ever going to pay it back because I don't know what company is paying for a philosopher to be on staff. Uh, People usually get philosopher degrees before they go into law school, so I hear. Yeah, that uh, tends to be the trend because lawyers pay. So, <laughs> yeah, you took out the loan, pay it back. Uh, otherwise, you know, like you say at the end of every one of your podcasts, own your failure because absolutely, yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, that's a good place to cut it there. We're going to go back and join the festivities at Childerberg 2019, and we're looking forward to Childerberg Dose. Mister Sue, anything? Any last thoughts? Any uh, plugs that you want to give? Well, I am Mister Sue at Mister Sue, and you have not been listening to the Sue Luxual Podcast. You've been listening to Rebel with a Cause. Thank you, and. You know, I uh, I appreciate you having me. No problem. And I appreciate Childerberg for, uh, you know, whatever festivities and surprises come our way. We are waiting for the van, what the the wine van to return. Yes, exactly. And uh, I'll meet some new people that I met on the Twatter that I'm going to be able to put faces to their Twat handles. So, yep. Eric, thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. No problem, Mr. Sue. Anytime. And, guys, that'll be it for this week. Out. And we are clear. Hell yeah. Okay. Oh. All right, give me a test. Uh, test. Uh, that'll work. <laughs> okay, this is a brief uh, Childerberg uh, snippet. Unreal Adam Adams. Go ahead and say what you're going to say, girl. Move to Somalia, you fucking idiots, because who would build the goddamn roads? That's right. Who indeed? Thank you.